Hey there, and welcome to the Jimmy's Table podcast at jimmystable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey. I'm curiously evangelical, politically homeless, and a dreamer of small things. On this podcast, I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. So if you have honest questions, aren't afraid to have difficult conversations, and want to have a little fun along the way, then pull up a chair. This podcast is for you. So today's episode 162 of the Jimmy's Table.com podcast, simply titled, Forgive Us Our Student Loan Debts. And I'm going to talk about, in today's podcast, President Joe Biden's recent announcement that he is declaring $10,000 in debt of forgiveness to recipients of government student loans and $20,000 in debt forgiveness to those who are qualified on an income basis as Pell Grant recipients. This decision is a quasi-fulfillment of Joe Biden's presidential election campaign promise to forgive all student loan debt. This has created no shortage of controversy, both on the political left and the political right, as many believing this is fundamentally unfair, a mere band-aid to a much deeper systematic problem that requires deeper levels of reform, or an attempt to buy votes before the 2022 midterm election in November, or some who simply believe that Joe Biden didn't go far enough in fulfilling his campaign promise to forgive all federal government student loan debt. This controversy has also divided some in the church, with some seeing this as a Jesus-like thing to do, and others, well, not so much. Many appeal to the Lord's Prayer and the Sermon on the Mount, teachings in the Law of Moses regarding the year of Jubilee, and an assortment of other parables, stories, and exhortations throughout the Bible to show their support. So, for example, Jesus taught his disciples the Lord's Prayer to pray and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And elsewhere in the Gospel, Jesus said, Lend, expecting nothing in return. The Christian faith shares an obvious link between the forgiveness we show others and God forgiving us. This is undeniable. We forgive others of their debts, both metaphorical and literally, because God has forgiven us in Christ. The Christian ethic is one in which we don't hold grudges and aren't loan sharks, as we practice an uncommon grace and mercy that liberates others from the tyranny of the world's way of living. Our ethic means we aren't looking to settle the score, get even, or quote-unquote, make others pay. We as Christians should be willing to suffer loss because of the one who has given us everything through his sufferings on the cross in which he paid our sin debt in full. And this simply is Christianity 101. It's the impulse that pumps through our veins as Christians. As a forgiven people, we believe in practicing forgiveness towards others and we understand that we do that because we know what it's like to have our sins forgiven, and our debt slate wiped clean. And if, frankly, you don't practice this ethic, then let's be clear about things. You simply aren't a Christian, and you aren't following the ways of Jesus. But with all that said, then we have to ask a question. How do we as Christians take out this ethic when it comes to the arena of politics and our interaction with the world? 
And I think this is where the question gets a little more messy and isn't always so clear. And I believe there's room for reasonable disagreement on this particular issue. Some believe Christians are supposed to be completely apolitical and removed from the concerns regarding the affairs of the world. So, so there are those who simply don't care one way or the other whether Joe Biden has forgiven anybody of anything at any time or will do so simply because they are completely apolitical and they're just focused about the kingdom of God. But on the other hand, you have the, another extreme, which believes that America is a Christian nation and should be governed as a theocratic state. And then there are those who, most likely you probably are, just like me, fall somewhere in the spectrum of in between those two extreme perspectives on Christians' involvement in political matters. For me personally, in the context of our government, I believe we as Christians, which are living in a constitutional federal republic with a representation based on democratically elected officials, we're supposed to vote for people and policies that best represent our sense of ethics and values. Our neighbors may not always agree with our views and our perspectives and our ethics, but so we do the best we can and, when possible, strike meaningful compromises with our neighbors as we negotiate and champion our perspectives. We hope to send people to Washington to do the work of the people on our behalf, ultimately as proxies for us. And we don't do this in hoping to bring the kingdom of God to this world through the force of the United States government, but rather as individuals who are just passing through this world, hoping to make it a more just society in which human flourishing can take place in the context of the way our nation is governed. And as a Christian, I personally consider myself politically homeless, owning no loyalty to tribalistic identities such as Republican or Democrat, although I'm happy to, to take both sides to task when any particular side is egregiously wrong. So don't think I'm just playing in the middle. Uh, you know, I'm, re- I'm more than willing to, to crack the knuckles of Republicans and Democrats uh, and to slap them on the wrist and say, hey, don't do that. That's a bad idea. At the end of the day, though, I'm not committed to any political tribe. Ultimately, for me, and I believe it should be the ethic of all Christians, that whoever has the best ideas and who has the best character, in keeping with my beliefs and values and character, will be the person who ultimately wins my support. Ideas don't have to be perfect, and I may disagree with some ideas, but overall, they should still be good, decent ideas. So then, where does this place President Biden's student loan forgiveness plan in my eyes as a Christian? If I had to give the plan a, a grade, like we were in, still in school or something, I'd probably give it a C-. And as a Christian, while I'm very, very, very happy for those who will receive relief for their student loans and the forgiveness of their debts, make no mistake about that, I have no problem with the people who personally are benefiting from this program. And I personally know people who will benefit from this program, both friends and family. However, at the same time, I'm really all a bit peeved about the entire situation. 
I'm happy for those whose debts are being forgiven under the student loan program. People will feel very real relief as a result of President Biden's program. However, at the same time, like I said, I'm deeply peeved over this program. And fundamentally believe it to be a really bad idea. So why do I feel this way? Well, I have three reasons I want to talk about in today's podcast about why I feel this way. First, I believe it to only further prop up a broken system. Second, it doesn't actually, practically speaking, practice actual forgiveness. And third, it's really not necessary to begin with. So let's talk about the first thing, a broken system. First, we have a broken system of government in regard to education in which the government acts as a predatory loan shark through the Department of Education. It hands out trillions of dollars worth of debt without engaging in any of the practices that it demands of responsible private lending institutions and banks. If any of the mortgage companies or banks that I've worked for over the years handed out loans the way the federal government does through the Department of Education, our banks would be shut down, and there'd be probably some of us in prison. Oh, who am I kidding? We don't send bankers to prison. We just, you know, tar and feather them and then, you know, give them golden parachutes. But I think you understand where I'm coming from, right? If there's a double standard when it comes to the way the government practices loan and the issuing of loans versus what it demands of private lending institutions in the economy and in the marketplace. And, and hear me out on this, of why I think that the Department of Education and the government is fundamentally a broken system. Under our system, students are groomed their entire lives to go to college when they are 18 years old and take on tens of thousands of dollars worth of debt with little to no concept of what they'll owe and how much their monthly payments will be when they are done. There is little to no truth in lending disclosures that gives a student any remote idea of the financial burden that they are taking upon themselves at 18 years old. And there is zero underwriting that tests the student's ability to repay, as is required of private lending institutions and banks and mortgage companies. And should you drown in debt and default on your student loans, the massive debt load that students take on from the government is almost entirely impossible to discharge through bankruptcy. If you get stuck with student loans, you are stuck with them forever unless you repay or die, whichever comes first. Getting your student loans forgiven is almost entirely impossible, except in certain rare circumstances with bankruptcy courts. Whereas all other debts that you take in your life can be discharged in federal bankruptcy court every eight years. But we don't allow it for student loans. So let's make this 100% clear in case you miss the point. The federal student loan program is completely unjust, predatorial, and immoral in nature. And the Department of Education 
I know that sounds like such a friendly department that you would want to have in every government. And people are like, how can you hate on the Department of Education? They're all about making people smarter and better and, and furthering the cause of education through the land. Don't you want educated citizens? And to that, I would say, yes, I do want an educated citizenry. However, the Department of Education, while it has many functions, the Department of Education's current primary function is to oversee this federal student loan program. And in my opinion, it should be, because it's so corrupt, absolutely dissolved. The Department of Education does nothing more than pick the pocket of unsuspecting 18-year-olds and shovels trucks full of money into the bloated and mismanaged industrial college complex and state university system, whom act more like world-class resorts, real estate land trust, and Wall Street brokerage firms than centers dedicated to educating, training, and research. I don't know, perhaps that's a little bit of a too cynical take for your liking. But if you actually understand what's going on, you'll understand what I'm saying. It's fundamentally true. The D Department of Education at the end of the day is a predatory lender and should be absolutely shut down for its deceptive, predatory, and unfair practices. So let's get to point number two. Debt, in spite of the headline that says forgiven, they're not really being forgiven. In Biden's student loan forgiveness program, while people are receiving real relief and having their personal debt obligations being cleared in regard to their student loans, at the end of the day, these student loans really aren't being forgiven. Instead, according to the CRFPB, an estimated half trillion dollars, give or take a few hundred billion dollars, depending on the exact math, will simply be transferred onto the United States taxpayers as a form of deficit spending. So, this type of forgiveness that President Joe Biden is issuing isn't really forgiveness. Rather, it's a program that pretends to forgive others, but in reality, it's simply a bill that other people are paying. This type of forgiveness is the equivalent of a loan shark forgiving your debts by breaking someone else's knees. Which is why I kind of get a little irked and a little bit peeved when people start appealing to the Bible for support of this loan forgiveness program and saying it's a very Christian sort of thing. As Christians, we don't forgive others by increasing the debt load of somebody else. We simply don't do that. That's wrong. We forgive the debts of others by personally shouldering their responsibilities in our own person and not simply by transferring the responsibility of paying that debt onto somebody else. And while you may be perfectly fine bearing the burdens of others in this way, as personally speaking, I am. However, this isn't a burden that I'm willing to place on others to do and to practice so that I can claim that I'm being a good Christian supporting forgiveness. 
it might be a kingdom-minded thing for me to be willing to bear such burdens myself as a Christian. But at the end of the day, I'm no theocrat. And I'm not going to simply take the burdens of one person and put it on somebody else so that I can sit there and say, well, my warm and fuzzy heart is made, made to feel good today. And simply using the force of the United States government to impose a tax burden on others so that I can practice forgiveness. That's at the end of the day something that I just can't do. And I find the idea completely incompatible with Christian teaching and sound governance principles when it comes to running a, a country. So point number three, student loan forgiveness isn't really needed. As I talked about previously on episode 30 of this podcast, um, the student de loan debt situation in this country, while bad, isn't at crisis level yet. But it's something we should definitely take seriously. According to data, data which you can, by the way, go and get from jimmystable.com for episode 162. If you go to the website, go to episode 162. I have links to all these things in the show notes. Um, if you want to go click, re read this transcript in full and find the, find the links and everything, I have all the links that you can click and to verify the things that I'm saying are actually true. But for example, from 2009 to 2022, this total student loan debt has nearly tripled in this country, increasing from $650 billion in 2009 to currently just over $1.75 trillion nationwide. The total number of people with student loans in this country is about 52 million people. That includes people who have taken out both public and private loans, and the average student currently has an outstanding balance of $28,950, with 92% of all the debt taken out in student loans being government-backed loans. Yet in spite of the popular political headlines that make it sound like we are experiencing a complete catastrophe that requires the government to respond on an emergency basis right here and now, we have to forgive people $10,000 or $20,000 in student loans right now because there's a crisis. When you actually look at the numbers, there's actually a very different story that doesn't agree with that political headline. The truth is, people are actually managing to pay their student loan debt and to do so rather comfortably. The average student loan monthly payment in this country for the average student is currently $393 per month. And according to Forbes, the current delinquency rate on student loans is just over 3%. Such is actually significantly lower than the past when, for example, in 2013, when that amount was actually 6%. <laughs> so, we've tripled the debt, or tripled the spending on college in, in just over a decade, but the actual default rate has been sliced in half. And the average monthly payment is only $393. And don't get me wrong, I don't want to have to spend $393 on anything that I don't want to have to spend $393 on. That's, that's real money at the end of the day. And as you can see, that's $393. That's, that's money, but 
That's not soul-crushing debt-level money. And don't get me wrong, there are people who pay significantly more. I know people who pay significantly more. So I'm not forgetting about them. But if you're looking where we are as a country, as a whole, where the average person is, what the average balance they're carrying and what the actual payments are and what the actual default rate is, things really aren't that bad. So based on actual facts and hard data, I can't help but conclude that anyone who says there's currently a crisis regarding student loans in this country is either highly mistaken, they don't know the truth, or they're lying to you. And well, don't get me wrong, a storm is certainly brewing, and the Department of Education is essentially running a government-based loan shark program. Generally speaking, Americans are managing to successfully handle their student loan debt. Which then begs the question, why is President Joe Biden all of a sudden using emergency basis for claiming the need under COVID, by the way, to justify spending ten dollars or $20,000 per student in order to forgive their debt? Because there's not really a crisis at the end of the day, is there? So that only leads me with a logical reason. Because the reasons they're giving aren't based on facts. My conclusion is ultimately then, based on facts, is that this is a purely political move. A move in which President Joe Biden, who is currently facing terrible favorability ratings, and the fact that his political party is facing a significant challenge with the upcoming midterm 2022 elections in which they stand to lose significant control of either the House or the Senate, has decided simply to forgive ten dollars or $20,000 in student loan debt, depending on your qualifications, purely as a political strategy and not on the basis of any sort of facts regarding the situation or any sort of moral or government or ethic-based notions. In my eyes, this is purely a political move meant to buy votes in the upcoming election and reward his political party's base, which has long made a really big issue about student loans. And again, I've said it before, it really peeves me off and irks me. Because this is essentially a game the government is playing in which they're choosing to reward their political favorites, where it sends checks to its favorite people in hopes of securing their continued favor and loyalty right before an election. And such is ultimately a corrupt act, and it's an act based on a lie. Instead of the government treating people justly or doing things that actually make meaningful reforms over the corrupt Department of Education, the government is simply transferring the financial burdens of one people onto another people in order to reward their political base and to keep them on the hook. And to further compound the problem, the people that the government is forgiving ten dollars to $20,000 in student loan debts are largely, although not entirely, but they're largely middle-class and upper-middle-class Americans who are enjoying a better-than-average paying job by virtue of their college degree. You've probably heard of the wage gap that exists between high school and college graduates and why so many people are willing as a result 
of this information to go ahead and sink themselves into tens of thousands of dollars in student loan debts because, according to data, the wage gap says the difference between a high school and college graduate's earning potential in their mid-20s is the difference between $52,000 a year and $22,000 a year. The, the median college graduate in their mid-20s is making $52,000 a year compared to the high school graduate who is making only $22,000 a year. And over the course of their lifetime, of their career, the college graduate will make $800,000 more in the course of their professional careers. So, while going to college is insanely expensive, and there's a lot of debt that one takes to go to college and get into a professional career in which they can hopefully use that education towards something, it still, at the end of the day, proves to be a highly lucrative decision and ultimately makes the debt load worth it to the vast majority of college graduates. In conclusion, forgiving people their debts, the debts that they cannot repay, is ultimately in keeping with the ways of Jesus. But it's also, by the way, in keeping with the ways of Jesus to pay the debts that you owe, by the way. Just that one's for free. Um, and forgiving people their debts and not demanding that they repay when they decide not to repay is something that we as Christians should practice as a people. And it's something that when possibly politically and so far as it's done ethically and morally and justly with our government and can be structured in a fair way, we should support loan forgiveness for those who are truly in need. I think that's just simple, straight up. As a Christian, you should practice debt forgiveness and forgive people on a personal level. And when possible, to justly do so through the arms of the government and in an ethical manner, we should hope that the government can institute programs in which people are able to obtain forgiveness of their debts when such debt relief is necessary. But President Joe Biden's forgiving of student loans isn't really practicing forgiveness. It's simply tossing the burdens of paying student loans on other people, never mind the fact that the bearer of those student loans will disproportionately benefit financially handsomely over the course of their career. And can actually afford to make those payments. And while the Department of Education, like I've said, is the equivalent of a loan shark who needs to be shut down for their predatory and unjust behavior, that doesn't mean those who took out such loans should simply be freed from their obligations to pay those loans back. So far as it's within their means to do so, borrowers should pay back what they took out just as they promised to do so regardless of the questionable practices associated with the origination of those loans and who gave it to them. But, with that said, I do believe meaningful reform needs to take place, and that it should do so to make a clear path for those who are actually drowning under a sea of debt that they cannot hope to ever repay, so that they can either find the means to restructure that debt to more favorable terms, or simply have their debts completely wiped away. But, 
I believe at the end of the day that shouldn't be handled through presidential decrees in which the president decides to reward his buddies and people who he thinks will vote for him now. But I believe this ultimately needs to be handled by bankruptcy courts, just as we allow with all other forms of debt. Student loan debt isn't some sort of sacred thing that shouldn't be kept from bankruptcy courts. But that's something the bankruptcy court should be allowed to discharge. Loan forgiveness should be need-based. And it simply shouldn't be given to people who don't like responsible adulthood-type actions and honoring their word and their contracts. And bankruptcy court, which in my opinion is similar to the Law of Moses' Year of Jubilee, allows for all of your debts to be canceled every year, eight years, should you have that need. In the end, I have zero sympathy for people who have the means to repay their debts but simply don't want to do so because it is bothersome to them. And as somebody, personally speaking, who know what it's like to be under truly crushing levels of debt that one cannot have, uh, repay, I've been in that situation before. I know what it's like to be under crushing levels of debt that one cannot repay. And as I've talked about previously on this podcast, episode 13, I know what it's like to be lucky to be broke. I know what it's like to have to file bankruptcy. I also know what it's like to have spent over three years of my career working in a field and an industry centered around helping people who are financially struggling and possibly losing their homes to foreclosure. So I understand the difference between helping people in genuine need and people who are just attempting to work a political system to their advantage at the expense of everyone else. So, if you want to cry a river and toss around moral and religious platitudes while participating in what amounts to a corrupt government scheme that has nothing to do with the ways of Jesus, please do us all a favor. Buy your own tissues and go cry somewhere else. I don't say that to be mean. I don't say that to be mean. It may sound mean. I know, I know, I know. I have a soft spot in my heart <laughs> at the end of the day. It may sound mean, but I think we're talking about a serious issue. We're talking about a serious issue of simply rewarding bad behavior for people who don't need, have need of such forgiveness versus the genuine place of helping people who truly have needs that are beyond their ability to control and people who genuinely need help and let me say as somebody who spent three years working for the foreclosure side of a bank having read every sad letter saying help me save my home and knowing what it's like to go to court and look people in the eyes and to talk to them on a personal level about their financial situations and how they got there and why they should receive relief. I know what it's like to truly help people in need. And I'm all about helping people who have genuine need. But I have zero sympathy for the people who simply want to work a system 
And I've seen those people show up. I know what it's like to also sit across from people who deliberately, strategically defaulted on their mortgages, hoping to take advantage of other people. I know what that's like too. I've seen it in person. <laughs> I've had to deal with it in court with people. And for such people who are looking to take advantage of a system in which they're trying to receive a grace that's not needed, I simply, the, they, they have no need of mercy, yet they're begging for it just the same. And to such people, I say, you know, what are you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites? You place burdens on others, but aren't willing to lift the same burdens with your own finger. Pretty sure Jesus said something about that too, by the way. So, yeah, I know. A little bit of a snarky, kind of unhappy Jimmy today. Episode 162 of the Jimmy'sCable.com podcast. But you know, I just... I'm having a hard time processing a lot of this stuff because there's a lot of insanity going around and a lot of people trying to base their insane comments and beliefs and practices on Jesus simply because they have a warm spot in their heart and they think that by supporting a politically ridiculous thing that they're practicing the ways of Jesus. And it's nothing more than self-righteous grandstanding at the end of the day. And it really just irks me. I don't have time for self-righteous displays of moral outrage by people who are trying to shoulder by people who are trying to take burdens off themselves and place it on others when they don't need to. That's just wrong. And while there's plenty, plenty of room to disagree politically on all sorts of topics, including the topics of government reform, who should pay for college and who shouldn't, um, you know, I think when it comes to Joe Biden's student loan forgiveness program, you know, I would even concede there may be a legitimate argument out there. If I were going to personally argue in favor of the legitimacy of his program, I would say, hey, it's a corrupt system. We should just forgive everybody their student loans because we've been a predatory institution and we need to reboot everything. You probably won't hear too much from me on that. But when I see people who are saying, this is my pet issue and I'm morally outraged and you're not like Jesus and you're a crappy person for not supporting it, you know, when, that's in, when data and facts and figures and political philosophy, I think that it doesn't make sense to support such things. I just don't have time for such people. I just don't have time for such people. Everybody, this is Jimmy Humphrey, episode 162. Forgive us our student loan debts. If you've enjoyed this podcast and, or you hate this podcast and want to leave some feedback to me, I'm more than happy to dialogue about it. Email me, jimmy at jimmystable.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to continue to follow it and get more podcasts such as this, go to jimmystable.com slash subscribe and find your favorite way to subscribe, whether it's through Apple, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, or a million different other ways, including email newsletter as an old-fashioned way of getting weekly updates on the jimmystable.com podcast. And if you haven't had your chance to 
leave your glowing five-star review, or you thought, maybe, Jimmy, you just went too far, I ask that you forgive me. But go to Jimmy's table, or go to Amazon, go to Spotify, go to Apple, go to all those places and say, you know, Jimmy deserves a five-star review. I'm going I'm to forgive the, the, the bad parts of his podcast, and I'm going to give him a five-star review because, well, he's such a small guy. <laughs> so everybody, JimmyHumphreyJimmy'sTable.com, where I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. Take care, everybody. God bless, and have a good one. That's all I have to say about that. That's the right on, man. You said it all.